0: Greetings, leaders. Thank you for joining me for another episode of Leadership Is Podcast. I am your host, Jason Mohammed, founder of JM Leadership Consulting. Today, we're talking about three things every leader does during a time of crisis. What is a crisis? What causes a crisis? And how do leaders see during a time of crisis? That's what we want to talk about today. Thanks for joining. Greetings, leaders. Thank you for joining us for the episode. Three things every leader does during a crisis. First, we want to look at what is a crisis. There are things that happen in nature, in life, uh, in business, right, that we sometimes describe as crisis, but are they actually crisis? So a crisis is actually a time of intense difficulty, Right, examples of you know a crisis would be something that happens in the healthcare crisis or a financial crisis or a natural or even a man-made disasters. Right, uh, these things are crisis. There, there are really three components of a crisis um, that that we need to focus on and make you aware of. Right, so a uh, crisis is sudden and unexpected right? It's sudden and unexpected. And what that produces is, uh, unclarity, right? Or people are unclear of how to proceed. Um, the second thing that, it, uh, that it does is it produces a, uh, financial burden for produces a financial burden, which in turn, uh, produces uncertainty of the future, you know, as it relates to investments, assets, real estate, and, and et cetera, right? Um, and then the third component of a crisis is that it causes of uh, the loss of life, which makes people uncomfortable, right? Which simply meaning, you know, they fear of their personal involvement, fear of you know, contamination, fear of being infected you know, especially as it relates to the COVID-19 that we're dealing with uh, in this day and time, right? So um, also the cost, of, you know, like in the 1929 depression, fear of uh, of starvation, you know, not having enough food or even depression even, right? So again, the three components of a crisis is that it's sudden, which makes people unclear of how to proceed, uh, it produces a fine number two it produces a financial burden which makes people uncertain of the future, and then number three, that it causes the loss of life, which in turn makes people uncomfortable right so there there have been four great American crises in the history, and i'm going to tell you why they were actually a crisis, right so the first one is the American Revolutionary War that was between. 1773 and 1775, um, when America gains her independence against Great Britain, the financial cost of that was uh, in today's economy, 2.75 billion, right? And then there were over 4,400 lives lost. So that was considered or described in American history as a crisis okay, because of the lives that were lost and the amount of money the financial cost of such a such a great uh on taking as the the great american revolutionary war uh then the second one here is uh you have uh the civil war of eighteen sixty one the civil war now this the civil war took place eighty six years later right uh eighty six years later, and now the financial cost of that one was about $91 billion in today's economy. And that's, you know, between the, the Confederate and the Union, right? Because it was a civil war. Uh, the amount of lives that were lost combining the North and the South was over 750,000 lives. That is also considered a great American crisis. Right, so the American Revolutionary War and the the Civil War. Look again at what they have in common. Right, it produces not so much as sudden or unexpected. However, two out of the three they have it produces a financial burden, and then it causes the loss of life. Right, in a, in a in a major way. So again, the Great American Crisis, four Great American Crises in American history. The American Revolutionary War, number one. The, uh, the, the Civil War, which was 86 years later, number two. Uh, the third one is the Great Depression of 1929, which actually took place 68 years after the Civil War, right? And so um, with this, there were roughly 7 million lives lost. That's still somewhat a uh, debate, According to research, right, that there's somewhat of a debate about that. They're they're kind of uncertain, but that's kind of the the pinpoint number. That's the number that most people are 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 quoting. It's roughly around seven million lives lost, and in today's economy, roughly around thirty billion or three hundred ninety-five billion in today's economy. So again, three components of a crisis and what they produce. It's sudden, which produces unclear of how to proceed number two it, pro- it produces a financial burden which makes people uncertain right uh, of the of the future number three, it causes the loss of life, which makes people uncomfortable. so I repeat three components of a crisis when it's sudden, it makes people unclear of how to proceed number two when when it produces a financial burden, it makes people uncertain of how the future is. Number three, if if it causes the loss of life, it makes people uncomfortable. Those are the three components of a crisis. Four great American crises is American Revolutionary War, the Civil War, the Great Depression of 1929, and here is the fourth one. It is the COVID-19 pandemic, which happened 91 years after the Great Depression. Now, this one has been considered the greatest crisis in American history why? because the here here what we're looking at is the amount of uh money is two point four trillion dollars right two point now there are a lot of variables within that dollar amount there, and we'll you know kind of talk about that a little bit maybe um but again, two point four trillion dollars right. This COVID nineteen has cost the American economy. Um, a hundred and twenty-two thousand lives have been lost due to this COVID nineteen. Here are some other statistics. Uh, statistics pardon me about the COVID nineteen. Right, forty-five percent of Americans are feeling down. <laughs> Forty five percent of Americans are feeling down. Right. That's an uncertainty. They're uncomfortable and they're unclear as it relates to, you know, where the future is heading. Right. Uh, Here's another one. Uh, There is there is a shortage in supplies. You should go to some of these major brands and you can find you know, a a um a a small or a large even item in volume at some of these you know major brands. But now you go in there, it's it's kind of scarce even even with the economy somewhat striving to improve. It's still a, a shortage of of supplies, right? Uh, where companies have now set a certain limit on certain household things that you can purchase because of this COVID nineteen right? 52% of workers are now, they're 52% more remote workers, right? Not working in the office, but actually working from home or whatever office or whatever space that they consider to be their remote area, right? 52% more are remote workers. Uh, there have been fewer submissions and we talked about this, you know, in, in last week's uh, episode of why, um, you, why employees don't resist change, right? So fewer submissions for business uh, is down 40% than last year of 2019 based on census data experiment, uh, experimentation products, right? They did a research on, on, on these submissions for businesses and whatnot. And they said fewer submissions uh, for businesses down 40% than 2019. Here are some other numbers, right? Soaring unemployment filings, in april fourteen point seven percent in May it went down thirteen point three percent which is good because they added two point five million jobs right when in april uh there was like twenty point five million jobs lost, but they added two point five million jobs in 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 may so that's a that's a step in the right direction as it relates to economic uh recovery okay and then here's the Here's the last one: is people are coping with the returning to the office, um, as as these phases change, right? As these phases change, so these are some of the uh, the effects of of these four great uh Amer- well some of the effects. Pardon me of the COVID nineteen uh, pandemic that took place, and of course, like we say, the end result of these great atrocities, these great crises right they produce um they make the mindset of people to be unclear, the people are uncertain, and the people are uncomfortable. These are the three uh end results of a of a crisis in the mindset of people and the activity of the people right uh and so how we want what we want to talk about today is uh three things every leader does during a time of crisis to actually accommodate, right? To actually uh, help people to 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 become clear, to become certain, and to become comfortable. Um, at this time, we're going to take a quick break here and then we'll be right back. Thank you. Hey, thank you all so much for returning. So let's kind of recap real quick. The three components of a crisis is sudden, which makes th- people unclear. Uh, it's a produces a financial burden, which makes people uncertain. And then it uh, causes a loss of life, which makes people uncomfortable, right? And so with those three different mindsets or different uh, realities that, you know, are caused due to a crisis, well, how should leaders respond to a crisis to turn this around? Well, first, it starts with how leaders see a crisis, right? How do leaders actually see a crisis? That will determine how they respond to a crisis. So three things that every leader does during a time of crisis is dependent upon how they see a crisis. So I've told you in all of my <laughs> podcasts, right, that I love using words as acronyms. Um, again, I don't wanna change your vocabulary just to expand your dictionary. And so I use the word SEE, S-E-E, right? Um, as an acronym, which stands for serve, enlighten, and empower. These are the three things that every leader does during a time of crisis. They serve, they enlighten, and they empower. This is how a leader see or sees during a time of crisis, right? So the first one is that they serve. How do they serve? Well, they serve by volunteering, See they they volunteer you know how do they volunteer they volunteer their time right they volunteer their talent they volunteer their technology they volunteer their wisdom they volunteer their resources right i mean they're serving people see there's 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 something about being a servant uh leader right and we've talked about this in a series that i did um that talked about the three keys that every leader uh, uses uh, to build influence and one of them was to serve the people. see what that does is that helps to, to, to not only build influence but maintain and and reinforce your influence that you have as a leader when you're serving the people. So SEE serve, enlighten empower. How do leaders serve? Well they volunteer they volunteer their time, their talent, technology, wisdom and their resources, right? And how is the second way that uh, leaders serve? They donate. Right? Leaders donate. What do they they donate? Material, they donate space or even real estate even, right? And then of course they donate financially you see what do we mean by material the materials that you know they would need there's there's like documentation there's like ink there's of course there's there's food there's drink right uh there's uh you know clothing right uh there there's then there's with the uh the space and real estate like having a place for people to actually be able to gather and meet so that they can talk and discuss Right. Then financial. Right. That's that's donating some money towards a cause or a charitable cause, donating money for fixing this and fixing that, donating money to others who are trying to get materials and space in real estate. Right. And so uh, leaders serve by volunteering and donating. OK. Number two, uh, in the word, see how do leaders see? They serve and then they enlighten. What does enlighten? Enlighten mean? Simply means that you know they enlighten the people of, with the facts, you know, of of the crisis response info, and then of course, uh, work policies, right? And and so, how do they do this this enlightenment? Uh, they do it with webinar trainings. I'm I'm speaking specifically now um, with the COVID nineteen, right? but then of course you can use this methodology uh throughout all, all the crisis because there are three things that every leader does right and so we're talking about the first one is that they serve now we're talking about they enlighten they enlighten the people right and so uh this enlightenment with the facts of whatever the crisis is you know then uh they break down the crisis response information that they have uh, and then, of course, they talk about their work policies as it relates to the crisis response and whatever crisis that there may be you see you you have a crisis response information and work policies can be different depending on the uh the crisis that you're following They can be uh man made crisis they can be terroristic threats right. Uh, there can be financial crisis. There can be all different types of crises that can take place. And so uh, they have to break down the facts and the, and the crisis response information and then how this affects the work policies um, that are there. Work policies meaning just like right now. With the COVID 19, you know, 52% or more remote workers, right? And so, how does that take place? How did that come about? Well, leaders have to enlighten the employees, right? They have to enlighten the people about what these facts are, these crisis response information is, and these work policies are. And they do this through webinar trainings, uh, Zoom meetings nowadays, right? Phone and text. They do this through uh, email documentation or email communication, right? Faxing even still, you know. And then, of course, they do this through social media, right? So they enlighten the people, you know. Then, of course, there is uh, through the emergency response system that we, you know, they have with the radios and the televisions that blurt out, you know, information as it relates to uh, what's happening with weather alerts and if, you know, with natural disasters like that, right? So, but that's, again, what that is doing, that's enlightening the people. See, when you serve the people, you give the people a level of comfort, right? The people feel comfortable. When you enlighten the people, you're giving the people some form of clarity. You're addressing the issues that are produced by the crisis, right? So now you're producing a level of comfort. Now you're producing a level of clarity. And then the third thing that every leader does during a time of crisis is empower. You empower the people, how do you empower the people? Well, you give or reinforce some authority, right? Your authority or even your delegate's uh, authority. You, you, you give or reinforce that. You, you start promoting people into some authority positions, even, right? so that you can empower them. You, you can't be in all places at one time. so 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 one way that you empower is that you give uh, them some authority, right? And then you give them the information. You go back to enlightening them on the systems that it takes, right? To reinforce the authority that they and, or you have, you see? So you empower people. The second thing is you give people flexibility, give people flexibility within your company. What does that mean? That means a schedule, right? Office or remote work even, Right, or how to receive their paid compensation or commission you know, there's some flexibility with that. That's, you're empowering the people because why are you doing that? Because of the last part of, re, of empowering is it's responsibility. It's slightly different from authority, but it's giving people responsibility. If you're giving people flexibility, right, then people gotta be responsible or hold themselves accountable for making sure that even though they're not in the office, work still has to happen. If they're still hired on as an employee, and especially as if you have done the first part of empowering them which is giving them or reinforcing uh your and or their authority right uh then of course they they, they you got to be they got to hold themselves accountable for that and so when you give people when you have empowered people what that does is that produce certainty okay that produce certainty. So to kind of go back uh, to something here real quick. So three components of a crisis is that it is unexpected or sudden, which makes it unclear of how to proceed. It produces, number two, it produces a financial burden, which makes people uncertain of the future. And then number three is it causes the loss of life, which makes people Uncomfortable, right, so those are three components of a crisis, and, like we say, there have been four great American crises in the the history of America, and the one that we 're in now is the covid nineteen and the end result of those crises has made the people unclear, uncertain, and uncomfortable. However, how leaders respond to a crisis and they turn this around right uh, is, it first starts with how leaders see a crisis, S-E-E, stands for serve, enlighten, empower. This is how leaders see a crisis. They serve, they enlighten, and they empower. And when they serve, that produces a level of comfort. When they enlighten, that produces a level of clarity. And when they empower, that produces a level of certainty. Three things that every leader does during a time of crisis C, serve, enlighten, and empower. Listen, thank you so much for listening to this episode of Leadership Is Podcast. And I hope you guys have a great, wonderful, and phenomenal day. Hey, thank you so much for joining us today for today's uh, podcast, which was three things every leader does during a time of crisis. A crisis is something that happens sudden and unexpected. The three things that take place in a crisis is that it's unexpected, which makes things unclear of how to proceed. It produces a financial burden, which makes it uncertain the future. And then of course, it's number three, it causes the loss of life, which makes people uncomfortable. And leaders uses the S-E-E, which is serve, enlighten, and empower. And when they serve, that produces comfort. When they enlighten, that produces clarity. And of course, when they Uh, Empower that produces certainty. So, I really hope that you enjoyed today's podcast and got something out of it. If you would like to follow us on social media, you can do so with Twitter at the Leadership JM, Facebook and Instagram, Leadership. Uh, JM Leadership Consulting, pardon me, I would like for you to subscribe to my uh, podcast on Apple Podcast, you know, and uh, Anchor app or anchor.fm or even Spotify, right? Which just looking for leadership is or Jason A. Muhammad, depending on how it, you know, actually will come up uh, there for you. Okay. So just keep this in mind that I work with emerging leaders, high potential employees and students to develop and embrace a growth mindset for leadership. So if you would like for me to do a presentation at your company or keynote your next event, just contact me at jason at jmleadershipconsult.com or visit my website, www.jmleadershipconsult.com. And we'll respond promptly. And always remember that leadership is influence and service.